Welcome back to the Speedy Arrowcast. I'm your co-host, Dan Morin, and I am joined by the rest of my uh, super secret agent team. <laughs> Guy English is back in the field. Hi, Guy. Do you want to like try with a different joke, like a better joke, or do I, I don't have that one? I don't have better jokes. <laughs> cool. Okay. Wow. He's got to tell you, I'm not. I got, uh, I got the jokes. I'm getting a little Curtis here. I'm not feeling the the vibe in this aggressive. one. Aggressive. I got the jokes. Our budget will pay for. Okay. <laughs> uh, to be honest, nice. you know what the worst thing about that is? It's just me being such an ass because <laughs> I didn't have a funny joke to say, and after that long a pause, the the only thing I could come up with was to just be an ass yeah but see so. i knew that i knew that i took the long play knowing that you as a canadian would eventually feel bad and apologize for that so i really yeah. it, it worked, worked out. out it worked out yeah. john moltz is also here hi john hi uh, I, w- I regret to tell you that uh, however though that i am from the flash forward and since the flash forward is not in this um episode i will not be contributing <laughs> okay all right just me this week <laughs> It's going to be a good one. No, okay, I'll try. All right, thank you. I appreciate that. That You know what? I appreciate you showing up and doing the very least you can do to be on this show. <laughs> Isn't that what I do on all of our podcasts? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, we are, of course, here to talk about Arrow Season 7, Episode 5, The Demon, in which we find out about the demon. <laughs> the demon uh, i believe i which we should have seen coming you know i was what? gonna say I mean, I, let's let's yeah. leave it let's leave it okay because all right, fine, fine. i actually all right well i'm gonna i'm on the hook this week so here we go okay i love that just off the top i love that molt and i get excited about something and you're like wait no don't get excited <laughs> I, you <laughs> save it for the show. No, this is the show never mind <laughs> this is actually the show okay let's do the let's save do the, the middle of the show so not everybody like just skips past okay, this fine. part right all right yeah. <laughs> So, um, we have Oliver, where we left him at the end of the last episode, in his level two cell after he's been somewhat subdued by our mysterious Dr. Parker. Uh, A new guard appears. He gives Ollie a fancy bracelet. Uh, They're going to go down the rabbit hole. Level two appears to be full of uh, additional folks who have been sent downstairs, including (laughs) the guy who fought Oliver in the shower. folks. Yeah, those additional (laughs) folks. Uh, the guy who fought Oliver in the shower, the really, really big guy who punched him. Uh, there is no visitation, and so uh, the guard tells Oliver to just forget about all the people outside, because they'll forget about you. Um, uh, elsewhere, uh, the deputy director at Argus noticed some problems from that uh, mission from a couple episodes back, where Dig and Curtis were in Switzerland. Uh, they try to do a nice little uh, song and dance to not have him suspect what Lila was looking into, but it turns out that there's something else going on. Uh, a, a, uh, someone has stolen a bunch of nerve agents. They need Curtis to go undercover as the buyer because he has got tons of PhDs and language fluency, so he is the perfect guy. He seems a little less than thrilled about that. Back in Slabside, Oliver accosts the guy who attacked him, asking him about how he can find the demon. Uh, the guy hits him, but is then shocked by the, the silver fancy bracelet and dragged off. Meanwhile, Felicity and Laurel are kind of bonding over tracking down the silencer, but they it need, their program needs a little more work. Um, somebody breaks into Oliver's cell at night, and they have a quick fight, fight, fight before Oliver recognizes... Talia Al Ghul, who is, of course, the demon, which, yes, we all should have seen coming. Yes. But you know what? Well done, Arrow. I'm going to give <laughs> you didn't. props here. Nobody saw this coming. 
Yeah. Uh, I thought that was actually a pretty great twist. It's nice to have uh, Lexa Doig back on the show as Talia. Uh, yeah. And it, it's, it actually managed to be something that was both logical and surprising. So, you know, kudos on that one. Anyways. I, I'm very happy with that. Honestly, they... Uh the demon, like we talked about it last episode, that the yes. demon's such a dumb name. And, oh, yeah, we've already done Vishal Gould. Yes. We have to do that again. We, we totally circled it. <laughs> it was right in front of our stupid not. I know. I know. Well, I love I love feeling so stupid. Because as soon as it happened, I'm like, oh, cool. And then, like, oh, I'm such a dummy. Yeah, what yep, I was exactly with you. Um, so the last place we saw Talia was on Lian Yu, but she managed to escape the exploding island. Uh, but she ended up running afoul of an old foe in Gotham, she says, and thus ended up in prison. She also appears to be Who could all that have been? burned and, and, you know, like somehow mm-hmm. hurt, possibly from the explosion at Lian Yu. Um, so we learn that basically she lured Oliver down here, but she actually doesn't know anything about Diaz's location. She does, however, I think she says she needs some drug that Diaz has. Like, that's how she's basically... She's alive because it. Diaz yeah. has been pumping her full of drugs. Yeah, yeah. 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 So she wants okay, Oliver... So, and I have, a, I have a question about that. I have, a, like, a follow-up thing about that later. Okay. So. okay. She wants Oliver to help her escape, but he refuses and basically says, like, no, I'm, I'm seriously here to reform, be reformed. He seems like maybe he's drunk too much Kool-Aid. It's unclear. <laughs> Meanwhile, our stories intertwine as Felicity shows up to to have her visitation with Oliver, but is told that his privileges have been revoked. Our friend Stanley sees her and basically waves her over and fills her in about what's been going on, including the mysterious level two. Uh, Curtis is in the field. Uh, I want to make a note here. The the crane shot that they use um, is is actually really amusingly. There's a, a crane shot here right before Curtis goes in the field of some warehouses and like a windmill. Um, and it's actually from uh, a place not too far from where I live, including uh, the ah. bus garages uh, for our public transit authority, where my girlfriend works. And I have dropped her off at those places <laughs> several times. So I was like, wait a second. Is that the garages? It ever- yep, it totally is. Oh, that's ever. cool. <laughs> that that's, is wild. I'm kind of I'm kind of excited that they're still using Boston as uh, yeah, establishing shots. They are very consistent about it, yeah. which is nice. I, I do it's, appreciate yeah. it when they do that. Because everything else is Vancouver, so that's whatever. Right. Yeah, kind of interesting. Mix right. it up. Yeah. Uh, so Curtis is in the field. He hands over the sample, but the guy he hands it over to uh, wants to meet again for the full exchange of cash. Curtis balks at that, but eventually accepts after Dig yells at him. And Dig gives him a little bit more uh, uh, grief when he gets back into the van. But he seems really upset about this idea of going back into the field because yeah. he thought it was going to be a one-time gig. Uh, yeah. Laurel, oh, uh, Speaking of Vancouver, everybody's speaking French because... They should have done that a long time ago. It's like when they had that fight in a hockey arena. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> just use what's available to you in Canada and just go with it. You know, Curtis is French, by the way, not bad. But the other guy's French is way not better. bad. But he's speaking at half speed. But it's good. Yes, it's yes. Just, it's, yeah. His accent it's just, is okay, but not. Yeah, he's right. clearly not fluent in French. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it comes and it comes and goes too. It's like it's sometimes it's really good and sometimes it's like, you know like you could have done a better take there. Yeah, he's I good mean, enough that I, that I I can see why they decided to roll with it for the show yep like, sure oh, man that's pretty good yeah let's give it a shot right. his french is probably yeah. about as good as mine it's tv good that's for sure hey I, that's me i'm tv good uh <laughs> why do you spend so much good. time on the radio <laughs> you know i got a face for it yeah. laurel meanwhile bites the head off the prison authorities um because they have kind of lost all of the, the visitation thing seems to be like totally a sham he still has visitation time left etc etc felicity hacks into the slab side prison to get some evidence of level two but finds nothing about it meanwhile the guards wheel out a gurney with that guy who attacked oliver he's dead 
so that's not great. Uh, Talia tells Oliver that Parker's behind this whole thing, um, and Oliver still refuses to help her escape, uh, but he tries instead to go see the doctor, telling the guard he's having a relapse. Uh, Laurel and Felicity go to see Dinah, ask if there are any complaints against Dr. Parker, who they've turned up, but it turns out that Slapside doesn't even have a psychiatric program for inmates. What? <laughs> Dig wants to know why Curtis has been sidelining himself, and Curtis says he doesn't have it in him anymore. Dig says he'll respect his decision if he makes sure it's the right one. Meanwhile, Parker interrogates Oliver about his relapse, says that some inmates don't respond well to the the process when asked about the dead inmate. Uh, Parker is cagey, but has some sort of weird plan of, like, I want to make the whole world peaceful. He threatens other treatment options. Uh, Laurel, Dine, and Felicity go through paper files while Felicity is blaming herself. Oliver says she will. He will help get Talia out if he helps him expose Parker. He ap- he apologizes for killing her dad, uh, but they need to find a way to trust each other. <laughs> I'm sorry, I killed your dad. I really stabbed your dad. <laughs> uh, Curtis does finally acquiesce to going back in the field. Uh, when he makes the uh, the deal, he is his briefcase basically has like some some crazy tracking system in it to find hostiles so that Argus can storm the place later. But the guy who he's making the exchange with has a bomb and is going to use Curtis as the fall guy. Fortunately, the briefcase shoots all of them and then Curtis disarms the bomb, which was pretty badass. Very handy. Very handy. I need one of those bags. Exactly. Uh, Oliver uh, beats up an orderly to get the guard's attention. Then Talia knocks out the guard and attacks Oliver with a shiv. The guard zaps them both, takes them to the room. Uh, meanwhile, our investigative trio finds that all, uh, Parker had a bunch of malpractice suits, including uh, one guy who apparently died after being treated by him. Uh, and some of these violent outbursts can lead to uh, the treatment leads to amnesia. Talia and Oliver are in the room and Oliver reasserts his identity as Oliver Queen, beats up all the guards. They download all the files and they uh, remove their bracelets, but it triggers an alarm. Uh, they fight, fight, fight. And eventually uh, to have a nice hallway fight where they beat up a bunch yeah. of riot troops uh, and then sneak out through the morgue. Oliver gives Talia the flash drive, tells him, tells her to get it to Felicity and says he's going to stay because otherwise he'll be a fugitive looking over his shoulder. And then he is beat up by a crap load of riot guards uh, and dragged back <laughs> to level one. Meanwhile, the SCPD outs Parker. Uh, Laurel wants to use the evidence that they got from their mysterious benefactor to get Oliver out of prison by appealing his conviction. Talia finds Parker, puts a bracelet on him, and then probably kills him. It's on off screen, though, so you never know. Yeah. Uh, Curtis basically pulls off the uh, finds info that they took off this um, the guy who planted the nerve agent bomb and is linked in somehow to the information that Lila was digging up. There's a mysterious painting which may contain more information but they're not sure what meanwhile oliver is back in his original cell and stanley fills him in about felicity having a lead on diaz laurel and felicity uh are gonna be buddies and go for pizza but then when their silencer tracking kicks in they discover that she's in moscow which leads us to a roof full of lots of dead bodies and diaz strangling our good friend Anatoly's back. No. <laughs> well, yeah, for how long? <laughs> we don't know. Dun, Probably dun, longer dun, than dun, that. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. 
I think he'll somehow he'll, he'll somehow he'll stick around. Yeah, I, I'm glad. That's my I, you know, I, I like that we are when you're seven years into a show, you have a deep bench of side characters right. that you can use, you know, supporting players that you can use when you need them. And Anatoly, I mean, like he goes back season one or two, two. I think two, two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's yeah. Nice first that in occasion like, season two. Yeah, yeah, right, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. The flashbacks I mean, in a very different, yeah. in a very different position. But also in, in the the Russian, the the episode in Russia in season two, right, where they go, uh, Oliver goes to Russia with um, Summer oh, Summer Glau. Yeah, okay, so yeah, yeah. yeah. So we we've had right. a lot of Anatoly over the years, but it's nice that they. It's nice that it's it's nice when you can bring old characters back, and I think the Talia thing really illustrated that because mm-hmm. we didn't get that much of her in season right five uh and she always felt a little underutilized especially you know compared to obviously nissa who has been a much bigger part of the mythology of the show right Um, Right. but since we've kind of taken her off the board for the moment uh it's it 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 fits really well as i said like i think they did a an answer here that made a lot of sense uh and was also surprising it turns, it turns out nobody was killed when leanne you blew up <laughs> <laughs> well malcolm only only adrian yet. chase <laughs> and he killed himself that's yeah. that's what you get for being 14 steps ahead <laughs> you die before <laughs> everybody else does yeah. yeah well malcolm has not resurfaced yet and we're pretty sure that captain boomerang met his end <laughs> yeah. yeah are we i don't know <laughs> Yeah. Who cares about Pretty that sure either? that uh that uh William's I will mother, say the Captain Boomerang, but, I will say this about Captain Boomerang. This is totally not related, but that actor is was on the expanse in a character that was way, way better than Oh, that's right. He plays uh he oh, plays I didn't even I didn't even recognize him because he's so much better. Right, right. It's like a totally better role. He plays the um Avasarala's spy. Um right. he was great. Yeah. He has a great like yep. I actually it took me a minute to put him together and also then be like, oh, hey, he's really good in this show. That means they must have yeah, read exactly. that role terribly yeah, right, right. He's not just a joke. Sort of a, sort of a joke. Expanse, think- the Expanse is in the Vancouver acting pool, so there are other guys who showed up. For example, there is an admiral in the Expanse who's an Asian-American actor who it took me forever to realize is Yao Fei. <laughs> oh, wow. Because he doesn't have the crazy beard. <laughs> yeah, Yao Fei is so disheveled. Yeah, exactly. And he's very, this very, like, really handsome, you know, well, you know, Hmm. anyways. Yeah. All Captain Boomerang tells us is that um, the caliber of the actor can't necessarily save a character, right? Right. Sure. Boomerang is two bananas, which is why I think we need to go, we need to think big for a sportsmaster <laughs> we've got it <a, laughs> this has got like what's uh patrick stewart doing is he is he ready to limber up <laughs> like we need i think, we, you're, I think you're, for sportsmaster you might need to go younger but maybe uh, maybe what about McEnroe? Yeah, just too, playing out john McEnroe. he's too angry even for this. yeah right he can't work he doesn't work well with others yeah, that's true anyway it's, it's something <laughs> keep, to keep open just keep it on your mind gotta keep gotta keep workshopping that right. yeah uh, yeah. So anyway, I like that they rehabilitated Talia, like physically and actually as a character, because she was a bit of a wash in season five. Uh, I specifically liked what they uh, did with her in this episode. It it underscored sort of what her purpose was in, in uh, season five, but it just did it much, much better. <laughs> like, um, yeah, the fact that he's like, look, you told me to uh, turn my 
anger into a monster, something like that. I don't know, whatever. Oh, Bifurcate yeah. his yeah, personality yeah. and basically be Batman is what she was telling right. him. Right. And he's emphatically saying, like, look, that was – I appreciate it. You were trying to help me. That was – that did not help. That just made things worse. And now I'm doing something else. And I like it because it's, it's underscoring why he is not her friend from Gotham and why he is like a different, he's becoming a different kind of hero. It, it's right? also interesting that I think they, that he legitimately, you know, uh, there's a question after, after last week, you know, we talked a lot about that, the, um, the, the sort of psychoanalysis and how there's a lot of accuracy to like, even though this guy was clearly evil, like things that he was saying had resonance with things that as a viewer, we watch Oliver and be like, yeah, that's kind of messed up. And so it's interesting to have Oliver. I don't think he entirely buys into the brainwashing thing, but there is a part of him that recognizes like, well, there, there is something to take away from that, right? Like there is this whole cycle of violence problem. Yeah. And well, I think, I think we, like last week, we said there was merit to what the uh, Parker was telling him. Right, right. Even even though the methodology was clearly, uh, clearly a little unethical right, and and yeah. <laughs> and villainous, like there was some, there was some a, a kernel of truth within it. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of hope that guy's not gone though. Yeah, yeah I was going to say I, you I like, bummed out by because I, uh, I you know as I <laughs> expressed last week, I really liked that guy, um, and uh, I was you know I thought I. <laughs> I mean, I didn't mind the progression of this episode, but um, I just I liked him enough that I thought that he should hang around for a lot, while longer. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I easy mean, come, easy go. I guess. Sure. I, yeah. th- I guess like being a little bit of a Goldilocks on this one because we're always complaining that they string things out for too many episodes. <laughs> exactly. I kind of put. I'm like, oh no, really? <laughs> like this one could have gone on for a few more. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see where we are in February. Yeah. You know? <laughs> true, we might true. be we might be going, I, yeah, we were right I back then. I will say, <laughs> uh, five episodes in, I do feel like they've definitely kept the Oliver in prison thing much longer than I feel like I would have necessarily guessed. Like, they've really kind of embraced yeah. it. Yeah. And I, I applaud them for that. Like, it definitely, as we Did talked you? about in the earlier episodes, it definitely shakes up the formula a lot. And yep. it's a was, brave I thing was, to do when you're seven seasons into a show and people have like right. you have a brand, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're isolating and your a, uh, your hero character. A, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. We're almost a quarter of the way through the season, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, no, I like a fifth, maybe uh, five episodes. Somewhere between a, yeah, yeah, somewhere a little, between a quarter and a fifth. Yeah, we're, we're, we are and, far enough along that I I expected him to escape with Talia. Use the little yes. Uh, use the MacGuffin microchip to right clear his name somehow. Yeah, and then. You know, get yeah, ready but, but to confront got, but, Diaz in the by the mid season kind of thing. But we have to figure out who the Weasley guy is because there's there's definitely well, a story. Uh, so there's yeah. definitely a story. Yeah. But I was really happy that he wasn't the demon. <laughs> like, yes. I have to say, we all thought it was going to be him. And yeah, yeah. And, well, I thought I thought it was going to be the Doctor. Yeah, right. right. Well, also yeah. an option. I thought those were our two most yeah. likely candidates because those are who we'd seen. And like you know, you could have pulled off. It could have just been some totally other person we hadn't met before yeah. or whatever but yeah. like no, but talia yeah. did the total ninja thing she hid in plain sight and we just did not see her right right exactly <laughs> and and all of that i thought that oliver's reasoning out when he talks about the manipulations like that totally rings true with this idea of like yeah she's yeah. basically there to she basically went through all of this to get him down there so that he could help her escape yeah was this the right. most um blatant or direct uh 
reference to Batman we've had. Other than the Bruce Wayne name check. Well, we had Bruce Wayne, which is a different yeah. thing, right? Like, Yeah, we've never... I mean, obviously, well, Bruce yeah, Wayne is Batman. I don't want to yeah. blow anybody's mind. Whoa, but spoilers. Like, <laughs> but but that, that there is a vigilante or something operating in Gotham that... Well, she said old foe. I mean, that could mean a variety of things. Be, yeah. We also still have, mean, yeah, we have still pretty oblique. We have Batwoman in the wings too, so there could be an element of that. It <laughs> was not intended to be a pun, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let it go. Oh, Dan! <laughs> eh, I just can't help. It. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, we've had um, there was a Supergirl illusion at one point to there being a vigilante that uh that superman worked with like Kara oh, yeah. says something about there being a vigilante that oh, her cousin yeah, right, worked with right. so like they danced around it in the entire universe but there's never been yeah. like a Which oh yeah in gotham silly. there's a guy dressed up as a bat like nobody's ever dropped that one you know they've already they've already had superman appear yeah so exactly right like and they danced around that for a while but who, the guy that they got is yeah tyler hecklin yeah he's really good and he's Seems coming back good. he's great he's coming yeah, back he's for great. the uh crossover this year so yeah 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 i don't but know if i want to see a whole show possibly as a bad guy as the bad superman right? oh. i mean it is un- there's yes. a lot happening there yeah right yeah because he's supposedly off world right for right. some right. reason oh he's visiting whatever that Oh, the f- the other yeah. That's that's not yeah, a show. yeah. It's another show. Yeah. No, that's not a show. Um, but we could. <laughs> what did you guys think about the B plot in this episode with Curtis and Dig? Better than last week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, <laughs> I, I. You know what? I kind of liked it. I do. Yeah, it was fine. It was, it was right. well executed. It. I. I couldn't help but think that they seem to have nothing better to do with Curtis and to give him a crisis of confidence every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's fair that's fair um it's a little bit you know. i suppose that's true. i did like that they Although, gave I mean, an opp- well i guess everybody but everybody has a crisis of confidence in the show i did like that they gave sure, him an opportunity kind. to kind of prove himself though yeah and he kicked ass yeah, yeah. exactly yeah right and he, yeah and he kicked in he nicely kicked ass and and used a machine gun <laughs> suitcase <laughs> yeah which was very james bond right had we that ever was, heard that his, was pretty that was pretty cool. Had we ever heard his number of uh, PhDs enumerated before? Because no, and the number of languages lot. that he supposedly speaks. Yeah, it was like it was fourteen was PhDs in six languages, which is I mean, seems unlikely. And he's a bronze. <laughs> you know what? I was about to, to say that, and, like, and then I'm like, it's like they 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 saw <laughs> Thor Ragnarok and they heard how many how many PhDs right. Bruce Banner had, and they're <laughs> and like, they just added he's going to have a lot more than that, right? <laughs> I mean, it's one thing that's to say an un- that. That's a really unlikely number for Bruce Banner, but Curtis is going to have, like, significantly more than that. There must be a lot of crossover, is what I'm saying, in that. A lot of credits. Programs. It's a not like one of them in, like, art history, mm-hmm. and the rest of them are in, like, biomechanical <laughs> engineering. Like They're all in the same thing, and he just scammed it by applying to all different universities right. and, like, writing the same doctorate for everybody. Like, they're, all, they're all from Trump University. <laughs> <laughs> 14 PhDs seems like the kind of thing you toss out as a joke. Just be like, oh, you, you got, you've me, got like 14 you PhDs. PhDs. Just pay me. I don't care how much. Pay me. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's hilarious that like, well, okay, this part is not hilarious, but the people with even one PhD have a hard time finding uh, employment to the level of education. 
Once you've got 14, it's like, forget it. Why, why? Well, yeah, no, that's you've overdone it, obviously. Yeah. You've nobody, wants, nobody wants to hire that You're person. You're too smart. School, nobody cares about you. You've been you. in school for 106 years. Right. <laughs> yeah, and and the pay on 14 PhDs, like, they expect a lot of a lot of money. It just keeps going. Yeah, after you pass one, it just keeps going down. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, interesting, though, that – so we – I'm interested that they picked up that thread from – I think it was two weeks ago with Lila – that there is something shady going on with Argus, but we don't mm-hmm. know what. Um, part of me wonders if this is going to like end with it turns out like Diaz has infiltrated Argus too or compromised it in some way, or if this is like totally a different thing, setting up something for like mm-hmm. the back of the season. I hope it's that. <laughs> so I, totally into- <laughs> I hope yeah. the back of the season is not Diaz. Yeah, but we know he's a regular, so that's kind of a. Yeah, is he, so the, but does that mean through the whole season? Um, unclear. Often yeah, it would see. mean that, but it's you know there's some flexibility. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna drive up to Vancouver tomorrow. <laughs> yes, yeah, please let me know. I'm, <laughs> gonna, straight, I'm gonna straighten up Man, the situation. Man, Berlanti's been missing you. <laughs> <laughs> Not really missing me. Well, yeah. <laughs> the uh, the surveillance footage we have of him just he's like furtively glancing over his shoulders all the time it's, he's a little jittery yeah, a little bit <laughs> and rightly so he's also yeah. moved a lot recently like mm-hmm. yeah it's probably, okay probably we're smart. on to you though probably smart so the the thing that i wanted to bring up was uh about the so um talia says that she needs some sort of serum in order to keep herself alive sort of she says some right? sort of drug yeah um, and I couldn't remember if we ever really found out exactly how uh, Laurel got resurrected after being oh, shot yeah. by Quentin. You guys had that theory that it was magic, and I was calling BS on it, but it never got really well explained. That's what I thought. That's what yeah. I thought. I couldn't think. I could, but I couldn't remember if there was really a resolution to that. Like, it, you know, she just like somehow gets. Re- brought back to life by somebody who comes in it was a weird the shot the shooting of it was strange and it was unclear whether it was intended to suggest something otherworldly or not and i don't think we ever got an answer one way or the other um so i'm wondering if that's the same whatever it is is the same thing could be we also know that he had that whole like he was like juice and dig there for a while which i know we don't rather forget but you know it was it was a thing that happened Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah. Know, I don't know what the deal is with that, but it's it is interesting too because it suggests that she is going to need to go back to him in some form or another. So I think right. he's going to turn into, uh, or it's going to turn into Venom, and he's going to end up being uh, what's his name? Breathy face, Bane. That's his name. A yeah, Bane-esque, well, we've a already Bane-esque seen sort I mean, of guy in the last scene in this episode. Oh, he's okay. holding Anatoly like you yeah. know. By his neck, super yeah, right, super, right, super right. strength style. So maybe mm-hmm. could be, yeah. And Bane is uh, Latin American, isn't he? I forget where he's supposed to be from. He's from is South America, Honduras? yeah, something like that. South America, yeah. I think so. Hmm. Um, yeah. He's from Britain, as far as I know. Well, which, is, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, which is interesting too, because Dragon is a pretty established character in the Green Arrow mythology. So I'm curious to know if they would like let's just make him a Batman villain instead of a Green Arrow villain. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you could sauce. have. You could have the same, like, okay, he's been juicing to the point that he's basically indestructible now, right? Yeah, yeah that's Which true. is not what they did with him in the, uh, in the Dark Knight movies. Sure, sure, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, it's a yeah. It's their own universe. They can do what they want. They right? can yeah. do whatever they want. They they've definitely yeah. shown no incentive to listen to us, even when we kidnap Berlanti. So <laughs> right, despite all the kidnapping. I don't know. I feel like this this season has been like a little bit of a love letter to our podcast. to us specifically. You think specifically? Yeah. All right. Well, four five eight seven is the last uh, four digits of my phone number. <laughs> So. Uh, guys, it's all the digits it's all the digits of my social security right. I, i've told you guys not to give this out on air right, it's true. definitely the combination to my luggage are you are you not beeping this i thought you would be beeping this i don't have that kind of time four oh, five eight man. seven so dan you picked the one that actually might be the thing because like luggage actually does have four dials <laughs> That's what I bring to the show, an air of professionalism. <laughs> just an air, though. Just a slight Anyway, air. whatever. Now Berlanti's going to be able to slip his bonds, and we'll be in real trouble. <laughs> yeah, well, if you hadn't put him in my I, luggage, I, that would... Yeah. Um, I, have a, I have a couple other crazy comments. Hit, if hit, hit, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I, I got a couple things, comments. too, but go ahead. First of, all, first of all, the bars in level two seem pretty far apart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure somebody who was small enough could squeeze through that. I love that they were know, horizontal, were just to let you know that it meant business. <laughs> I feel like they like they saw the cage that Andy Diggle got kept in. They were like, "Oh yeah, yeah. that could really yeah. work." Oh, and so so yeah. Well, I mean, we can. I don't. Know, we don't need to. Say, I don't think we need to say this in particular because I think it really, really for the superhero. What, what's it called again? Sweep, <laughs> sweep. Come on, superhero we branded. Sweep. We've got shirts um, coming. But uh, but I I got to the part where um, somebody is in a is. In in a cage in Gotham, and uh, I won't reveal who, um, but uh, but uh, but actually has a bed <laughs> in like a like a a superhero, a, you know, a super bad guy in a in a cage. Oh, in, in Gotham, in Gotham the show, the okay, show, the show Gotham, okay. and uh, that, that person actually gets a bed, warrants a bed, Bud- because it because a, po- a plot point at one point the the bed part. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, mean, I think that's probably the only reason why, because we know that the DC universe doesn't um, doesn't give their from, villains for beds, um, beds yeah. in there. Free burgers, burger and fries part. all the time, but never a yeah, bed. Like, you know how expensive <laughs> give you stuff that's going to wreck your colon. You know how expensive but beds are. Not giving you a bed as props, John. Beds are really expensive props. Can't afford so. that many. I guess so. <laughs> Cafeteria trays cheap since they're Beds, cots expensive. Um, but um, and then the other thing is, <laughs> I'm not sure if Laurel knows the difference between a prostate exam and a hernia exam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking you know the what? same thing. I'm she willing says, to allow she it, says, I'm going to be so far up your butt that you're going to need to turn your head left and cough. You know what? Those are two different exams, Laurel. <laughs> she she delivered it with such gusto that I totally missed it until you pointed it out. Um, I, I, it's because I'm way older than you. <laughs> I was even going to prepare to like like let's. I was looking up the writing credits to be like, oh, you know what? Maybe if it were a couple like women writing the show. Nope, it's two dudes. Never mind. They should know better. Yeah, right, right. They're just like they're like whatever. Just write it. <laughs> Um, it's kind of funny. Only Moltz is gonna know. Yeah. I like the idea on the other. The guy who hang up the other end of the line was like, "Oh, but man, that was really scary." But I guess it didn't but, really make but sense. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's kind of funnier that it doesn't make sense in a way. It's just random, yeah, like, know, random anger, you know, which is fine. Yeah. Which I, is, I have yeah, to right. say, I have enjoyed this incarnate. This is one of the better Laurel incarnations. I think. Yes. I've really enjoyed her. <laughs> kind of pretending you know working her way to redemption um yep, but yeah. getting to still be kind of nasty 
at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I think that is something Katie Cassidy actually pulls off really well. Yeah. Um, and I've enjoyed... And, and they're awkward, like, like you want to go get something Yeah, so that, that was the other thing I was going to say, which is I've actually really enjoyed... Like, we've never had a lot of interaction between Laurel and Felicity. Like, we got a little bit towards the end of uh, original Laurel's time on the show. Um, yeah. But yeah. it's kind of nice. I really enjoyed that, and I really enjoyed them working with Dinah, too. Like, there's a nice mm-hmm. dynamic there. Yeah, that, that team was great. It was uh, a little yeah. bit... Uh, Angry Felicity kind of just makes me mad. Well, so that's like, that, and that's that's like, one, that's my last. Them, you know, like, that's my last note. Is okay. inept Yelly Felicity is still my least favorite thing about this season. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. My husband is. It's like yeah, everybody there yeah, knows they're bending over backwards to help just you. Like, like yeah, like like complaining about that, and you know, eventually doing something technological, but not, but only after like complaining for a half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did like uh, back to Curtis. Um, I liked that he was he decrypted that uh, whatever the image, and he said that it took him. That they said, "Why did it take you so long?" And he was like, "Oh, I was up all night because I had to decrypt the hard drive first before I could decrypt the thing." I'm like, "That's actually yes, that's legitimate. That's actually that pretty legitimate. Yeah. You've <laughs> randomly stumbled upon something that makes 100 percent sense." <laughs> And I bet it's because, like, somebody had full disk encryption on their computer and lost all of their scripts, and they were like, they learned about it. Well, and he even he even makes a comment at one point that is, like, a totally non He's like, oh, even their security had security, right? And, like, that's fine. Yeah. Like, that's exactly how you want to express yeah. that. You write in vague terms. Don't get it. Don't bother trying to get into specifics, because right. as soon as you do, you will, it will illuminate that you are right. in over your head. But you can yeah. be general right. and say, I had to decrypt this thing. Like, fine. That's fine. Yeah. Nothing wrong. It worked with that. enough. It worked enough to tell Diggle what the deal was, and it yeah, worked exactly, it was exactly accurate enough for us. Don't get don't it's, get bogged um, down the details. Oh, you know, do you know what? Uh, I mean, I'm going to say I discovered it, but it's not like it's, it was hidden. Um, turns out, you guys have another show. <laughs> what? And <laughs> no, we would never do that to you. And. I don't know why you had this sponsor on that show and not bring them onto this show. But this is not a joke. The uh, NSA. The NSA sponsors your other show. Don't tell this, everyone because we'll lose more listeners. I make a lot of jokes. I make a lot of jokes about dumb sponsors, but I swear to you, I swear to God, the NSA sponsors their other show. And the NSA should be sponsoring this show. I'm gonna That's be, what they should be doing. I'm going to be clear about one thing. The NSA has never listened to either of these shows, clearly. What? Oh, that is the, the that's only very sponsor naive. of the show. That the only sponsor naive. of the show is Argus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anyway, I'm not saying they haven't I'm just saying they haven't paid attention. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yes. Anyway, that just cracked me up, <laughs> and it was too... They, it was, they've certainly collected yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Sure, but nobody's there's like... No, nobody's there's no going question. Through. That's, and, I, and when I mean that, I mean they, they've collected the Skype you know, yeah, right. I, that's yeah. How do you think I put this show together every week? Well, that yeah. would that would explain the uh, podcast subscription numbers of one. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's just them. Uh, yeah, but it's not fair because there's a lot of people, and I'm sure there's a lot of people in that building. That listen, listening. everybody listens to it. Yeah, yeah. just put, yeah. they only they get put one it on copy. The, they put it on the intercom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they download yeah. in single file to hide their numbers. <laughs> Sup, Fort Meade. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, sorry, I, not to derail it, but that was just too funny for me not to. Since when has the show been on the rails? Um, is <laughs> anything else that we want to uh, cover about this before we jump to our back end of the show? 
Uh, let's do our yeah. let's do our rating. Yeah. Okay. John. Oh, I'll give it a biff. I know it wasn't as good as last week's, but I think it was fine. It was good. Guy. And you know, I have like I again, I still don't like the way they're doing Felicity. Um, that I think that's my biggest complaint. But uh, uh, oh, and that that oh, I wanted the one thing what I wanted to briefly touch on was that hallway fight was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was no it was no daredevil hallway sure. fight by any stretch of the imagination. But in this kind of show, where where they're doing like. You know, twice as many episodes in a year as opposed to half as many episodes on a every lot, every other year. Probably on a lot um, lower budget too. In a lot lower budget, it's it was a very. I thought it was a great, a great execution. Yeah, I thought both fights worked well. Um, yeah. I, I loved seeing him team up with Talia. I liked the way that they rehabilitated Talia. I thought she was just a better, more interesting character after this one short appearance. Um, well, yeah, and her appearance in the previous season was, or, or whatever, when it, not two, last two season, but the season before, yeah. was yeah. was lame. Yeah. So they, I like they did the a, flashbacks, but in the present day, yes. yes. Sure, yes, yeah, but exactly. that, I mean, it's just you finally got Talia al Ghul, and you kind of underused her. That's how I felt. Right. right? Uh, but this just felt good. And what I particularly like is it feels to me that the, the writing room is cognizant of where they sort of went wrong in previous seasons. And they mm-hmm. are not hiding from it. They're kind of addressing it and trying to build from it and build something new and something that I'm funny, enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, a, I'm curious, it's a I'm me. curious about why they, they seem to be falling down to Felicity though. Yeah, I mean, me I think that they wanted to show off a different dimension of her and, but it's the same dimension every single yeah, episode. I'm not, I'm not arguing that they've done it necessarily as well as I would hope. But yeah. they, I think I, I know, I, I get what they're going for, but I agree that it has ended up being kind of one note. I think they're, yeah, no, I think they're doing a disservice to that character, but I, but I think they're doing great other, otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Guy, did you um, have a, a rating? Oh, yeah. So, yes, it's a biff. After that, yeah, I think it's a biff. I, I am not quite as good as last episode, but I think last episode is going to be a, like on the mountain. You know, it's going to be like a the classic. Top ten sort of episode, or top five. <laughs> uh, but this one's just a good, solid episode that moved the uh, moved the yeah. season along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna round that out with a with three biffs. I the more they get into this, the more I wonder about the ultimate resolution of this season, right? Because we've spent a lot of time distancing Oliver from the Green Arrow identity, and how do you reconcile that? Uh, with like all these things that he's going through, the psychology of like what we're discussing, like how do you reconcile that with him eventually taking up the mantle again? Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm interested. That's the thing. Like I'm curious and interested to see where they go with that because yeah. it seems like in you know there's a temptation to just like immediately revert everything. Like okay, we can go back to formula, but like it seems like they are shooting for something that has a lasting impact, and I'm curious to see how that plays out. I think he's going to be a more jovial Ollie. I mean, which is With, fine. Like, but my name still... is Oliver Queen, and I am the Green Arrow. Will be like the, the so, public statement. He's I, I am Iron of, uh, Man. Yeah, a lot and lots of um, you know, trick arrows. Yeah. Eventually, probably not by the end of this season. I'm hoping it's a that dark for that. But, <laughs> All I'm saying you know. is he's got a beard right now, and I feel like <laughs> I think yep. that would be a great turn for the show. <laughs> he's got a beard. If it doesn't, Just if it doesn't like... pause at a goatee at some point, I will be very disappointed. Yeah, yeah, it feels like it has to. Yeah, that would be hilarious if he goes from getting beaten up by right gear cops into like <laughs> like an arrow that, like yeah. in, in a Robin Hood outfit. 
like an arrow with a yeah, right, head right, just, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, you know, feather sticking out of his hat and everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would, but I, I think we'll have a more integrated Ollie, where like the, the vigilante and the human being are sort of at terms with it, one it was, another. If that it makes was sense, particularly you know? interesting this week. Um, and this was kind of a light touch. I'm not sure if this is something that indicates where they're going with this in general. Um, but the dis- discussion he and Talia have where he is like, he actually expresses like, look, these are people, they are being abused. And she's like, they're just, they're murderers and prisoners, or whatever. And he's like, no, this isn't how she would like, it felt like a, a tip of the hat to the social justice angle that, that Oliver Queen, the character has long been mm-hmm. associated with. So right. I wonder if that's an element of where they're going with this as well, is this idea mm-hmm. of rather than just being a vigilante who is like murdering lots of people, he is <laughs> focusing a little bit more on sort of the social justice aspect. Yeah. Could Which, be. to be fair, he always kind of has in this show. Yeah, but they, they took it from a different angle, I feel like. Yeah. Well, they yeah, took it from right. uh, like well, murderous. Well, I mean, most of, the people, mo- and most of the people he killed were, you know, one percenters right well exactly (laughs) yeah yeah i mean but like robin hood didn't go around around murdering one percenters he stole from the rich and he gave to the poor he didn't murder the rich and then you know robin hood was not real okay (laughs) i'm not so sure about that but okay historically Sure. Historically, for this Curtis made-up. has a um, PhD in his imaginary character <laughs> who did not exist. Uh, well, you know, arguably. Anyways, let's bring a wrap to that and move on, of course, to our new superhero sweep segment. So, uh, sad news. <laughs> we need a, we need a broom sound. Uh, sure. Yes, we'll have a broom sound. Uh. Sad news this week in our superhero sweep segment as we, um, Stan Lee died. It's a bummer. It is. I kind of thought he'd yeah. live forever. <laughs> I mean, he made a good show. Well, I think he will. He made to 95. I think he will, Dan. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, John. Yeah, that's um, a bit of, I mean, uh, it's like so much has been said that like, it's not really, I don't know what we're going to say about it, but, uh, <laughs> Stan Lee and Marvel brought so much of, like modern mythology to life and it is so yeah. consistently part of everyday life now it is it's bananas you can't go anywhere without knowing who iron man like a b-rate hero like iron man yeah. everybody knows who that is now <laughs> which is bananas um and it's just it's not it's not banana man just to be clear that's different <laughs> no that's a dc guy that he's with condiment king always, over in dc <laughs> there's always money there's always yeah. money in banana, banana man, man yeah, no. uh condiment king <laughs> sportsmaster open a restaurant to get <laughs> yeah condiment king Do you know who nobody remembers who invented condiment man let's just leave it at that um oh god it's gonna be somebody awesome and i feel so bad but whatever uh, um go ahead John. yeah well, I was just going to say, I mean, he, 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 I love Stanley, and I think, I, but I, at the same time, I think you need to also recognize that he's a, you know, a slightly nuanced person because yes. his, some of his business decisions were slightly less than ethical, I think, because he stole some ideas from other, or took took credit from for ideas from other uh, creators like Jack Kirby, and you know i mean he did he did some crappy things in his life uh but 
at the same time, he also built an empire that is <laughs> something that I, me in particular, I am so wrapped up in particularly now because these things have become such a big part of uh, predominant culture. Whereas when I was growing up and reading Fantastic Four comics and Captain America comics in the 70s, you know, nobody really, I mean, I, I, there weren't a lot of people who I felt like even though those things were pretty popular, I never really discussed them much with anybody else. Yeah, I was the same. It was all stuff that I like. You know, I yeah. would take the comic books into my room and I read them in my room, and then you know, and that was it. It was just like this little world that I lived in. And now it's like everybody knows who, like you said, everybody knows who Iron Man is, everybody knows who Captain America is, everybody knows who all these characters are, and it's a, it's a. I mean, I think it's a testament to good character making, and I have always like there are certain DC characters who I who I love, and and you know the one on this show is one of them. Uh, Batman is another one, but uh, I've always tended to Mar- enjoy Marvel characters more. There's than a DC deeper characters. there's a deeper bench. I feel like in, yes. in Marvel for sure. Yeah. Like I un- right. unlike you guys, like I I think for me I I mainly started reading comics in my teen years. And it was because, like, all my friends were reading comics. And, like, I never I never got into it as much when I was younger. Like, I do have, I think my first exposure to the Marvel Universe was probably, like, watching the X-Men cartoon back in the early 90s. And oh, wow. that was sort of, like, my gateway drug. Um, I was, like, out of comics by that point. <laughs> yeah, see, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, and, I mean, it only lasted... Comics are over, man. Yeah, I, it only lasted for a few years until I was, like, in... By the time I went to college, I was not reading comic books anymore. And, like, I... I and yet... I weirdly knew a lot in, in ways that I can't remember how I found out all this information before the internet. So people would like, you know, mention superheroes and be like, oh yeah, their alter ego is such and such and like their powers are blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't even know how I found that stuff out before, <laughs> before the internet was really a going concern. Yeah. But I don't want to break it to you, but uh, your peer group ain't <laughs> like, they're not like, they're not yelling go long and throwing the football off, like, you know? No, hell no. Hell no. No, I mean my my friends were all nerds and and that was like they were a few of my friends were super into comics and that's why I like got into yeah, it. Yeah. Um but yeah. It you know it, it's it's much more a big part of my life now because as John says it's become yes. so pop culture like yeah. and I felt like I was yeah. in on the beginning of that and and just like it did speak to something that like I I spent time like immersed in when I was yeah. at some point in my teenage years. But yeah, yeah well, I still, I mean, I still have a few comics from like 1972 or so, I think, um, like the very first ones that I bought, I never got rid of them and I fortunately still have them. And it's, there's a couple of, it's a couple of Fantastic Four, a couple of Captain America that are crazy racist and, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a, uh, yeah. um, a couple Hulk and and then i you know i let it go for years and then i remember being in in college and we were like in the common room watching tv and uh, some people had just like left some x-men comics lying around and so i picked those up and was like well this is cool this is great i read it so i started reading reading again the first one i bought was an x-men comic and it was like 90 two or 93 something like that and i yeah i bought a lot of x-men comics mostly for Mm -hmm. for several years after that but yeah i just want to uh one point i want to make is that like uh, this (laughs) is hilarious it goes back to a twitter argument from years ago but i've seen people try to establish their comics craig as in like when they started reading and people knew or just coming in and they 
they don't know the characters or they can't enjoy stuff the same way. Uh, just, I think Molt and I have seniority on most of you. And if, <laughs> if we don't, I know people who do. I know people who are at the very first Comic Con. Like, I, believe me, we'll get Melton in here and he will, he'll go off on you. But it's, it doesn't work. Don't do it. That's not the way everything works. People find things and enjoy them and they love them oh, yeah, in yeah, their yeah. own way and just, it's part of the fun. Don't get well, bent out of shape and, by somebody loving Rob Liefeld when he's garbage. It's well, fine. And, <laughs> but like, I, I, I think that he can't draw feet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I have to say, if you haven't seen the video of Stan Lee, it was making the round. Stan Lee dunking on Rob Liefeld yeah. and uh, Todd McFarlane. Yeah. It's well, I, you know what? I, oh, was the, oh, was the other one Liefeld? I didn't even realize it was Liefeld. Yeah, I knew it's it was McFarlane. McFarlane. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. It's, it's hilarious because it's Stan Lee just like throwing shade the entire time. But what's it was so it was so. Em- emblematic i think of what made stan such a great creator is that like he spends all this time talking about like this character but the things that he's like kind of knocking them for are like you know what's this guy's backstory like why does he do maybe he's like a measly accountant and they're all like no we just want to draw a guy with lots of like like, yeah, right. yeah. And, they, and, they, and at one point, and at one point, I think it's McFarland says the kid, the kids like yes. um, dark and edgy yes. right now. Or yes, and I was like, oh my god, like, uh, the kids, this is the like, kids like that, yeah, really? Right. Well, also, how old are Todd McFarland and Rob Liefeld at that point? They probably are in their twenties, you know. Like they look like they're in their twenties. Like yeah. Like, yeah. Anyways, it, it, to me, it showed the heart that Stanley brought to a lot of this. And again, yeah, yeah. man who's not without his flaws, but. You know, a lot of the stuff that has been getting a lot of right. play recently has been some of the stuff that he wrote, like in the the back page columns. Yeah, in Marvel. Stan Soapbox. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah, and like then in the like in the sixties. This is and the 70s, early sixties, you know? and this is some yeah. remarkable stuff. It and he was the editor of the, of the magazine that was not burning the world down in terms of like making money, and he was making social stands that could have ruined him. Right. Yeah. Right. And he stuck right. to it, too. Like one of the, I was listening yeah. to the radio today, um, and at the very end of a, some show on NPR, they were like doing like, hey, here's a couple minutes. And they like posted, they, they played the audio of a video he made, I guess, last year, talking again about like, here, the only things we don't tolerate, you know, are like bigotry and like racism and this kind of stuff. Like, you know, he, he really, I feel like he stuck to his guns when it came to a lot of that. Um, yeah. And, he always, I think, also, you know, combine that with the fact that he always seemed to love what he did, and he really was like had a certain infectious joy about it. Like yeah. every interview I've seen with the man, yeah. he's always just like he's jazzed, right? Like he is just so excited right. to be part mm-hmm. of this, and yeah. that's what made him very lovable. I think is that he was, you know, he was a larger than life character, and and you know he was arguably at one point they described him as both you know self-aggrandizing and sort of self-effacing at the same time and that's true yeah no and i think that's i think that's exactly i think i'm sure that's exactly right i mean i never met him but um but that seems like from all the stuff that i've read about him it's that's perfectly right and you know and like i said like his business i mean he seems like he was like kind of a dick in business in business terms. I, I think it's fair and to took dis- advantage and took advantage of people and and yeah. in some in some instances very very badly and like ruined some of their you know some of their lives and they these people did not get credit for like a great swath of their lives and and lived in squalor for a long time after creating some of these amazing characters that we all know. But 
um, at the same time, did also did some great things. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, I think it's the same way. Describe- like, there was a lot of there was a lot of talk about Paul Allen recently when he died, right. and you know, like one of the last things he did was give like a hundred thousand dollars to the <laughs> to reelect Republicans to Congress. Yeah. And but at the same time, he did a, a whole bunch yeah, of amazing wow. things, I and mean, so I feel mm-hmm. almost exactly the same yeah. way about these two. Nobody, people nobody's that nobody's legacy is ever perfectly untarnished. And I, you know, well, you know, ours. I mean, the three of us. <laughs> And you know why? Because the NSA is going to wipe everything clear. Yeah, yeah. All our all our convictions for kidnapping Berlanti will be overturned. Yeah, it'll be great. I did want to say that. I hope so. (laughs) To John's point, I I mean, I think it's pretty. I think it's a fair comparison to to say that uh, Stanley is the Steve Jobs of comic books. In that, yeah, yeah, bit of a dick, but uh, right. right. The world is different because of his impact, and I'd argue better. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And if, you know, frankly, I, think it, I, I, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like he was, he was un, unnecessarily cruel to certain people, um, but uh, certain creators. Uh, but I think in, in terms of his impact to society as a whole, right. uh, overall positive. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, that's why I'm going with the jobs thing. Also, well yeah. known to be. Yeah. yeah. Speaking, yeah. speaking as someone, you know, as a, a, a creator of some stuff, like if I could create even one character with the longevity of like so the creations of Stan Lee. Like, I feel like that would mm-hmm. be something to be pretty proud of. I mean, and the man created, didn't we come up with something last week? There was the, uh, the it's, quartet, there was a choir boy, uh, the sports master, the jock. It was like the breakfast club thing. <laughs> Remember? It's clearly a winner. No, clearly a winner. <laughs> oh man. You should have taken that to the bank. You should be writing this stuff down. <laughs> well, we recorded. Yeah, really. yeah. Oh, we, no, we're, we're, <laughs> We're sending yeah. out the transcripts. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we are. We do have a transcript. We can get one from right. the NSA if you don't have one. Exactly. Yeah, just no. Just uh, yeah. facts. Facts uh, over to Fort yeah. Meade. But um, you know, but sorry, I cracked wise over your point, which I think no, is no. Brilliant. I I think you know it is it is in, the legacy that he leaves is astounding. Like it really just is. I can't. I can't even. It's hard to come up with somebody else who has that same breadth of impact on our modern pop culture and certainly a lot of that was multiplied by what came after you know and and certainly the success especially of the cinema franchise but Mm. you know it all started with him to and uh, to a certain degree so it's you know you gotta give credit where credit is due and and you know that's not to mitigate the bad things that he did in his life but like we said nobody had a a legacy that's going to be untarnished uh and he didn't kill anybody well you know what we 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 celebrate oliver queen every week and oliver queen skinned a man alive so oh every time i think i've forgotten that you have to bring it up again why did they make that episode so i think stan lee's okay why did they do that well he also solved the golden problem so you know Yeah. yeah, right. I Bing. guess, yeah, six to one. Pros and yeah, cons. No, Pros no. And cons. <laughs> that's yep, not that's, a like, phrase. That's goes. what they'll say in the obituary of Oliver Queen. <laughs> <laughs> a little of this, a little Solve of the that. gun problem, skin a man alive. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Oliver Queen in front of the pearly gates. Oh, I do love that in this episode, Felicity's told that Ollie uh, stabbed a couple of guards, and she's like, Ollie would never do that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. have you been watching the show? <laughs> oh, well, then Stanley has to point out that, like, well, the guards aren't exactly nice people, you know? <laughs> oh, well, that's okay, then. <laughs> what do you mean, Ollie would never do oh, that? Oh, wait, wait. Uh, like, Stanley? Oh, yeah. he's Stanley. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he's the wrong universe, though. Yeah. It's the wrong universe. 
Uh, anything else you guys want to mention for our? Uh... It would be funny if his. It would be funny if his last line though is Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do like that he also mentions that he's like. What is his, like, he's like, I'm his biggest fan or best friend or something like that. No, it's, or maybe just your husband is awesome or something. I don't know. I'm enjoying that character, even though I, I fear for the moment where he invariably turns out to be a bad guy. He's either bad maybe or dead. He's or either going to be... Maybe he won't, because I, like, I, thought, I thought the doctor was going to be the demon. Mm. And uh, If this were a previous yet, season, I would say he's either a bad guy or marked for death. Uh, but right. who knows? Maybe he's like the path to redemption. Maybe he's going to date uh, Thea. <laughs> Which makes him a bad guy and marked for death. <laughs> it's a double whammy. She does have bad luck. See, that's a, pre- that's a previous season, though. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, we're, that we is don't definitely, that is definitely that is the quintessential previous We've season. broken the mold this time. Um, <laughs> do we want to touch on really briefly the, uh, there are two, I believe, Elseworlds promos out there for the crossover. Oh yeah, okay. I haven't watched them. You know, I, I haven't watched them either. Oh, you haven't watched them? No, they're only like no. You sent them. They're only like thirty seconds long. They're very, very short. Do you want to watch them right now? Uh, I really don't want to edit this. So <laughs> then no, then no. I don't want to talk about that. Uh, no, let's do it next week. Let's just keep this one for Stan. Okay. All right. All right. Except it's you've yeah. already ruined it. But... I've, I've already. Well, <laughs> thanks. You can just cut thanks. this. Cut this part out. It's not that hard. Come on. Fine. I'll do it. I'll start editing. Just cut all show. my parts out. Yeah, that's that's usually what I do. The show is just me monologuing. <laughs> I Occasional know. breaks of silence. I never listen. <laughs> yep, that's what you get. I should have listened. Should have listened. Uh, all right. Well, let us wrap things up. Uh, we will be back next week to talk about season seven, episode six, entitled "Due Process." Ooh, it's it's our every season legal thriller episode. <laughs> Oh, these are my favorites. Because clearly they know as much about law as they do about technology. I love it when a superhero crashes through the ceiling and then they just they just, just keep like, going. They swear them in and they go. You know, that's pretty much the way it's it works. The best. It is the best. I love I'm this stuff. I'm not sure exactly why the um, corruption of the prison is grounds to reopen a case in, in the fact that he that made know, no sense. was convicted. But, you know, all right, I'll roll with it. I mean, it she's made, not really a lawyer. It's fine. Yeah. Made no sense. Maybe on release to like a, a different facility because that one was torturing everybody. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah. uh, Send them to Iron Heights like, instead of Slab Side. Sure. Well, it's like, okay, I don't want to make this commentary because it's too dark for the end of the show. But okay. All I'll right. We'll save it. I'll save it till after we're off the yeah. air. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Looking forward to so, it. So I just have to suffer it for my life. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I am looking forward to in two weeks, apparently, where the episode is entitled The Slabside Redemption. Well played, Arrow. Oh, God. <laughs> is it really? Yep. Not making that up. <laughs> oh, I my God. Uh, you up. totally could have. I completely believe that. Well, because it's a Bruce Springsteen song. <laughs> <laughs> wow i you know i had the briefest moment of being like is it <laughs> i'm like that could that could be yeah, slab slab side. Side it's, in, it's in new jersey sure it makes sense <laughs> all, that's up. all right we will be back next week until then john moltz thanks for being here I want to thank our uh, sponsor for this podcast, which is <laughs> Stealing Guy's Bit completely, <laughs> which is the Stay Bag. 
makers of fine uh, carry-on bags that will charge your iPhone and also shoot down your enemies. Uh, yeah, enter offer code bam, 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 bam for 30% off. Offer code fight, fight, fight. I am like, no joke, kind of proud and kind of livid. <laughs> what the hell? That's what I was shooting for. <laughs> That's what the stay bag shoots no for. No pun too. intended. Oh my god. Hey, uh, D- do you know why? Do you know why I went out and got sponsors? Because you were funnier at me than doing the opens. <laughs> and now you've stolen my bit and you keep it to the end. He's really out. Well, he's I really out. Maybe you there. you'd do it at the beginning. But. Okay. Well, I guess I'm getting back on that train. We'll sponsor. You we'll gotta, yeah. Have sponsor yeah. duels. Uh, <laughs> sponsor duels. Bring, I like. Bring, the, all, I like bring the, the money to me, guys. Yeah. That way we mm-hmm. both win. Yeah. Sponsor showdown. Uh, Guy English. Thank you for being here. Enough said. <laughs> See what I did there? I did. It's, it's a Stan Lee reference. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> thank you out there for reading along with all of us. We will be back next week excelsior i will tell you condiment king was created by bruce tim and paul dini for batman the animated series i thought that that was (laughs) i thought that was a joke um, oh, it, it, I thought it was just a joke that you were making. No, no, he <laughs> King? You're not familiar with Condiment King? Actual I Batman not villain. Know Condiment King. Oh, Batman. Yeah, actual Batman know. villain. He appears in Lego Batman. Oh um, he appears in. He first appeared. Oh, really? Yep. And I played Lego Batman. So no, the the movie, huh. the movie version. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, he okay. is. He first appears in Batman the animated series, and then later shows up, makes a jump to the comics. Um, oh my god. Yeah. He. So he was intended to be kind of a joke like throwback to the adam west series um, yeah yeah but then he yeah. actually became there are there are in fact two different condiment kings of course there are <laughs> inspired by the previous condiment king there's, there's mustard man <laughs> well there is there and is, then there's the ketchup there is buddy standler and then there is mitchell mayo i could have sworn course. there was a silver age condiment themed guy there probably was somewhere Maybe it's just such a silver age thing that I like red condom back into my own memory.